0: Talk Radio 77 WABC. 77 WABC. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. No, I get by
1: with a little help from my friends. <laughs>
0: I saw something on um, that ridiculous uh, New York message board. I do like Alan Snippen. He's he's not a stupid guy. He's a dentist. Let me predict he said something nice. No, he said they haven't talked about me in a long time, which is ridiculous because, you know, if you're going to talk about New York radio, you need to talk about what's going on in Israel and the only show that does a great job of it is me. That's it. That's it. But they'll never do that because they hate me on that board. They really hate me. They hate me like they hate Trump. But um, they were complaining on the board they don't play the new Rolling Stones album in New York. I wouldn't know that because I don't listen to Jim Carr in the morning. I would, but I'm on the air at the same time. But they're saying they don't play the new Rolling Stones album in New York. I don't know. No, well, who are they talking about in general? Just the radio stations. Hey. No, I've heard it. You have heard it? Okay. No, of course. Hey, idiots. they are idiots f- on there. It. They're one moron after another. my
1: college station. I've heard it.
0: Now, which one is that? F-U-V? Yeah. Yeah, Fordham. Um. Also uh, I'm coming back into the city tonight you remember Alan Dershowitz was on this show yesterday talking about this documentary <laughs> and, and I knew if Danielle was listening I was cooked because Danielle when she was in law school she loved Alan Dershowitz and she looks up to Alan Dershowitz like I used to look up to Lawrence Taylor you know and she found out about this documentary in the East Village night she's like we're going no oh, yeah you are definitely So she already purchased two tickets last night. I mean, I get everything for free. Everything for free. I'm a major superstar. I got to pay for two tickets to go to the East Village and watch Dershowitz's documentary. And then I got to buy dinner afterwards. Just to come back to work tomorrow and put on a Veterans Day show. So we are going to meet Alan Dershowitz and his lovely wife later on tonight. Well, that's cool. Yeah. but well, Danielle, I mean, I love Alan, but Danielle's like, to him, she's God. You know? I somehow pictured Danielle with, like, one of those lamps overhead, like, <laughs> yeah. with a book taking notes. She's going to do that, seriously. the thing yeah. is on. And uh, if you ever saw the movie Airplane at one point when um, the, uh, the stewardess wouldn't stop talking and the two passengers hung themselves <laughs> mid-flight? That <laughs> is that all you have to say? Once they get to torts, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, a little tort discussion, You're a constitutional gonna, law. Gonna be a lot of trips uh, to the concession stand yeah. for you, I think. But the guy that can appreciate this conversation is, uh, is a brilliant lawman and a judge at that. Major TV star Fox News, who is on Imus, he gets about 8 million viewers, no joke, for his great podcast. He's here every Thursday, my friend, Judge Andrew Napolitano. Judge Knapp, good morning. How are you? Uh, good morning, Sid. How
1: are you, my dear friend? I'm
0: great. You can appreciate Danielle's admiration for Alan Dershowitz, yes?
1: I I share that admiration. Alan Dershowitz is not only one of the greatest understanders and explainers of the Constitution. He's also one of the greatest defenders of civil liberties uh, in the country, in the world. And uh, I've admired his work since I was a law student. I was thrilled when I got to work with him at Fox, and every once in a while, we uh, do something together at Newsmax. So I think he's terrific, absolutely terrific. I hope you have a great time tonight, and please uh, give him my best regards.
0: I certainly will. That's, I, I spent a lot of my time these days, Judge, giving your regards to everybody, whether it's Bill O'Reilly or tonight, Alan,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> which well, out am I don't mind doing. Trump.
1: Donald Trump had a victory yesterday in a most unlikely court that you probably won't see too much press about. Well tell us about
0: this. Yeah. The most
1: liberal Supreme Court in the country after New Jersey is Minnesota. And the Minnesota Supreme Court threw out the challenge to putting Trump's name on the ballot on the grounds that he participated in an insurrection against the uh, government of the United States on January 6th.
0: Well, that's good Uh, to hear. That's good to hear. I think a lot of people didn't even realize Minnesota got that far because the state that, as you know, Judge, got the most press on that was the first state to do it, and that was Colorado. Have they thrown that out yet?
1: Well, no, the trial is over in Colorado, the trials before a a single judge rather than a jury. And she said she's gonna come out with her opinion uh, before Thanksgiving, because the people that print the ballots need to know before Christmas, whether his name is gonna be on the ballot. I don't know which way she's gonna go. In Minnesota, um, it never got to the trial stage. Uh, because the Trump people challenged it, and the courts have upheld the challenge. But I was amazed and thrilled uh, because it, it, it's great when judges do the right thing, even though their political hearts may be elsewhere. I mean, this is a this is a court. I can't imagine any of them voted for Trump. But taking an oath to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution, basically said, "Well, this is absurd. You can't keep somebody off the court." off the ballot because of an allegation in the newspaper if he's convicted that's a different story but we're way 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 uh ahead of that well i'm glad to hear
0: that yeah i'm
1: glad and they did it efficiently
0: i'm glad to hear that out of the state of minnesota that is the complete antithesis of the racist attorney general we've got here this letitia james who's a lowlife i'm going to say she's a lowlife this lady ran on getting trump now she's uh trying to get trump she had his kids up there. Forget about Donald. She had Eric here. She had Donald Jr. here yesterday. Ivanka, she's yelling and screaming, he's not going to bully me. I mean, we've got crime and all kinds of issues in these streets. And this despicable woman is getting off every day on sending any Trump she can to a courtroom. And I asked this of Alan Dershowitz yesterday. I said, at some point, is it legal for somebody running for attorney general To individualize that office, go after one person and then do it? Isn't there a way we can actually disbar this lady? And he said, maybe. What do you think? I
1: don't think we can. I I agree with everything you've said. It's a defect in the system. It's time to change the system. People should not run for prosecutor promising to get somebody. That is not what law enforcement does. Law enforcement gathers evidence of crimes, and if it believes there's enough evidence to get a conviction, it indicts, charges, and prosecutes. But it doesn't pick people because of their political opposition, except in New York, where every prosecutor runs for office, and the judges run for office, and they all make promises. Now, maybe I was spoiled rotten. I came from a system where we were appointed by the governor for life on the bench, prosecutors appointed by the governor four or five years. You can't be kicked out of that job because you you displease the politicians. You don't get the job by promising to do things. So it's a defect in the system. She is the most extreme example of the defects in the system. Uh, her One of her predecessors is your friend, Andrew Cuomo, who made promises. Not nearly as extreme as hers. He didn't say, I'm going to get this one. I'm going to get that one. They were generic promises that the public went for. She is the first person that I am aware of, she and Alvin Bragg, to identify a political target as a criminal defendant while they were running for office. Now, Dershowitz always thinks five steps ahead of everybody. So he's probably thinking picking somebody as a criminal defendant because they're your political opponent when there's no evidence of the crime is unethical and unethical behavior can lead to dysfarma. When you dine with him tonight, run that argument past him.
0: Oh, I certainly will. I certainly will. I want I want all these people removed. I was happy to see censure, although it doesn't mean anything. She stands there for a couple of minutes and, you know, they kinda of right. get their rocks off and she goes about her daily business for Rashida to leave. So censure doesn't really mean a heck of a lot, but at least uh, we're exposing people. Whether it's attorney generals, district attorneys, Jew hating Congress people, it does feel a little better. I want your opinion though on uh, on Ukraine. I saw Tulsi Gabbard on television last night, and she opened up a can of whoop ass on your friend, if Cuomo's my friend, your friend Zelensky, about where the money is going, how crooked he is, how now he has decided no more elections. Zelensky has decided no more elections in Ukraine, that he's become basically a dictator. And we keep giving these people money when right now the country that needs the money is Israel, not Ukraine. What are your thoughts on all
1: that? I have been I have been in the same camp with former President Trump, which is contrary to most of the Republican Party. I have been steadfastly against giving money to Ukraine. Ukraine has lost the war. There are secret negotiations going on as we speak. They're going to get a a deal not nearly as good as the one they would have gotten two years ago that Putin and Zelensky agreed to until Biden and whoever was the prime minister of Great Britain at the time, I think it was Boris Johnson, interceded and said, no, don't worry, we got your back. Remember what Henry Kissinger said? It's dangerous to be an enemy of the United States. It's worse to be a friend because we never stick with our friends, uh, but this is not a friend worth having. This is a Nazi-like regime. It has outlawed the Orthodox Catholic Church. It has uh, not gonna hold uh, elections. It has the most corrupt government in the Western world. Zelensky now has five villas around the country, he just bought an, another one. This, these are not people that are worth giving a nickel to. Now, when you make that argument, there are very few Republicans who agree with you, but more and more are going to come around, and Trump was right on this from the beginning.
0: he's your numero uno think donald trump is going to jail you said yes before uh when these indictments first happened especially two and four look he ain't going for an extended period of time guys keep telling me look in georgia it's five years he ain't going to jail for five years i'm not saying he's not going to jail He's going to jail for five years but do you think donald trump ends up serving any time in jail
1: well i certainly hope not i can't predict What is going to happen, except to say that these prosecutions, forget about Alvin Bragg, the one in Georgia and the two federal prosecutions will be extremely aggressive, extremely aggressive. And my advice to the president, whom I know and love, stay off the witness stand. Do not take the witness stand. You did not impress the other day. You impressed politically, but not legally.
0: I like that. That is excellent, excellent advice from the great Judge Andrew Napolitano. I think your uh, your column this week, Judge uh has Ukraine in that too, right? Talking about Ukraine, we did moments ago. Was that part of your column this week?
1: Yeah, yes, it was. That the United States has not declared war on Russia, and yet we're spending 113 billion to give to this corrupt country to uh, fight a war we know they're going to lose. Joe Biden just asked for another. Sixty-eight billion. What a joke. Thank goodness the conservative Republicans in the House are going to refuse uh, to give it to him. What kind of a constitution do we have when the president can pick and choose what war he wants to fight? That's the job of the Congress, not the president. Congress chooses the war. The president wages the war. When the president can both choose and wage, he's not a president, he's a prince. That's not me. That's James Madison, the guy who wrote the constitution.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I like that. Uh, Look, I know Bill O'Reilly's coming up. He disagrees. But the idea that Putin is going to take over the world if we don't stop him and Poland could be, I mean, uh, just complete, utter nonsense. This guy can't find his ass with his elbow. This is one of the most pathetic wars I've ever seen. He's going to win because the numbers are on his side. The weaponry is on his side. They're just too big for Ukraine to beat. But the idea that you're nervous and we don't keep giving these people hundreds of billions of dollars that Putin's going to advance all across the world, I've seen zero evidence that he can do that. Zero. There, there, there's
1: absolutely no evidence that goes all the way back to the Vietnam War. Oh, if we don't defeat North Vietnam, all of Southeast Asia is going to become communist. Guess what? Vietnam is now one of our biggest trading partners. They're as capitalists as we are. And we lost the war. Damn Come right. On. The Domino theory, I love Bill, as you know, but the domino theory is perpetrated by the military-industrial complex. They just want to keep producing weapons and ammunition 24-7 because that's what they
0: do. Yeah, listen, I had uh, General Jack Keane on this show a couple of weeks ago. He was rah-rah about Ukraine. He was on his way there, and I had no idea because, again, I'm I'm still watching the Knicks. I had no idea that he was involved in just that very similar to Dick Cheney with Halliburton. So, of course, he's going to be pro-Ukraine war. He's making money. So, anyway. Um, I, I, love, I love the general, but uh, he's uh, bought and paid for by
1: the military-industrial complex. I'm not saying he's dishonest. I'm saying he gives their version. He does. does it very
0: no, he does. He, he's a very smart guy and all that, but you're right. You've got to be careful, much like the president. You just don't know these people are compromised. You just don't know who to trust. I know I can trust you. That was a great, great, great segment Thank you so much, as always, Judge Napolitano. Have a great week. We'll do it again next Thursday, buddy. Thank you so much. Sid,
1: Sid, you have the best morning show in the business, and it's a privilege for me to play a small role in it.
0: Well, congratulations. You're not going to be added. To, let me see. Mike Savage, John Voight, Kelly Ripper, Donald Trump, Mark Levin. Add Judge Knapp to that right now. He's no dummy. He's brilliant. He heard it. <laughs> Thank I you, Judge Knapp. You. <laughs> I love you, too. Judge Napolitano every Thursday.